Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Today on the show, Pokemon has a new game out. Apex Legends is coming to mobile. And yeah, we're going to talk about that. The big news regarding the Sony acquisition. This is the Culture Jack News Desk. Yes, yes, this is the Culture Jack News Desk. I'm your host, Dustin, and today on the show... Okay, I already did that part. I already told you what we're talking about <laughs> today on the show. Oh, man, this this podcast episode was... It was vexing me today, and I don't know what it is about the universe, but it's it's like... I, at the beginning of the year, I said that this show was going to be less focused on Microsoft. It was going to be less of an Xbox show. I said that I would not, I would not take into account Xbox news over PlayStation news. And I would not show a bias toward uh, the former and a, a, a seeming loathing against the latter. Like, after all, I have been a PlayStation uh, follower in the past. I had the play, the original PlayStation after my brothers and, and myself had the Super Nintendo. Uh, I've owned all kinds of Nintendo consoles, whether they be Game Boys or DSs, or I don't think I had the GameCube. Logan had the GameCube. Um, but I, I have not been an Xbox fanatic. But this year, I had that resolution that I was going to be more even-handed in the way that I deliver news about video games to include my friends, family, and listeners out there of the Culture Jack podcast who have PlayStations, who are in the Sony camp. And it hasn't always been easy, or it hasn't been easy since I've made this resolution this year. You have no idea the amount I've had to hold back my sneering and jeering and my my weighted attacks against Sony. But this week has made it a little bit easier. And had it not been for Microsoft's announced acquisition of Activision, this would have been probably the biggest news of the year. Um, well, let's not get into the news just yet. Uh, I want I want to talk about it. I know you want to talk about it because it's important as far as the industry goes. It's important as far as uh, gaming exclusivity goes, and it's important. When it comes to you know those conversations surrounding monopolies and um, really just these single entities, these single companies domineering an entire market, and that being uh, the market of the video game industry. What did I want to talk to you about before we got into the show today, though? It wasn't about me procrastinating on any one thing in particular. I ate some wasabi almonds. They were actually very, very good. What was it? What did I want to talk to you about? My dog may have cancer, which is very sad, uh, but she may not. She may just have a fungal infection. And I don't know why I'm airing that out to you. It's not that kind of podcast. You're here for you're here for video game news. <laughs> what was it? Oh, yes, that's what I was uh, going to say. So in regards to this big Sony news, and this is just... A, a before the news preamble, rant, ramble, whatever you want to call it. This is just me sitting in front of the microphone. The microphone that I get to have, the soapbox that I get to have once or twice a week where I get to say what I want. And so, you know what? Screw you for trying to shut me up. Uh, 
this is all happening so very fast. Like with this announced acquisition, uh, the Sony acquisition of Bungie, the the previous announced acquisition from Microsoft of Activision, uh, the the Zynga, who bought Zynga? Take Two Interactive bought Zynga for twelve billion dollars. It's like that that TikTok video. Uh, for those of you that are on TikTok, for those of you that aren't, it won't make any sense. But there's a there's a TikTok sound that goes around where ooh, fresh pie. I'd like a slice. And then they cut the pie one time, they cut it a couple times, and they say, oh, oh, that's great, thanks. And they keep cutting that pizza, and they keep going. They say, okay, all right, okay, that's enough. That's enough, sli- that's enough slices. Oh my gosh, that's enough. Sl-. And, and it just goes on. Uh, that's what this feels like. That's what this constant barrage of acquisition news feels like. It feels like, okay, Mojang. Microsoft got Mojang. That's great, cool, interesting. Oh, okay. They, they bought Bethesda. All right. Awesome. Oh, take two's buying Zynga. Now look at that. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. looks like uh, Microsoft just went and bought Activate. Okay. Sony is buying a Bungie. It seems like these acquisitions are, they're just, they're ramping up and they are, it's like a snowball effect. It's it's so bizarre to me how it's happening so quickly. And if our our news, some of the news that we have today, it's kind of a, a light news week. I mean, it's heavy in the weight of the story that we have this week, but it's kind of light as far as volume goes uh, around video game news. If this is any indication, like we are going to see an incredible, massive consolidation of video game developers and publishers this year. Like this is, it's not slowing down. We are only just now the second month into 2022 and already we've had these really, these three really big announcements. So I guess, um, I guess that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to tell you about the the slices, but with all of that uh, being said, with all that out of the way, with my brain kind of cleared from that particular thing, I am high on the wasabi almonds, uh, but... <laughs> Let's let's uh, get into the news. Okay, so I won't make you wait until the end, just like I, I didn't with the Microsoft news. I won't with the, the Sony news as well. Uh, I think, when was this? Gosh, it was just a day or two ago. I don't remember the exact day, but via a game industry report, it's been announced that Sony is acquiring Bungie, the creators of Halo and Destiny, for $3.6 billion. And like I said, that would be the biggest announcement of the year. Had we not already had these previous two acquisitions uh, come before it. This And all this news that I'm getting, of course, is from GamingBolt.com. They do great coverage over there, and so I love to use them. Uh, this article says, Interestingly enough, it seems Bungie is going to operate very differently from others under the PlayStation Studios banner. Following the acquisition, the company will be, quote, an independent subsidiary of PlayStation with its board of directors consisting of the current CEO and chairman, Pete Parsons, and the rest of the studio's current management team. That means Bungie will still be a multi-platform studio even after the acquisition and will have the option to self-publish games on other platforms in order to, quote, reach players wherever they choose to play. So yes, that means Destiny will still be on Xbox and future Bungie properties might be too. And I'll tell you why I think this is a good thing right away. 
And obviously exclusivity is, is not the end-all be-all. Obviously, I want great games to play on Xbox because that's what I have. That's the ecosystem that I'm in. That's the, the game library that I have established is in the current Xbox ecosystem. I would prefer all of the games, whether they be the Halo Infinites of the world or the God of Wars of the world, be multi-platform games. So I could play everything. And so everyone, on, regardless of the system that you own, you could play everything. But that is not the rules that have been established by the industry thus far. The rules that have been established by the industry say, you have an Xbox, you play Xbox games. You have a PlayStation, you play PlayStation games. And then they compete to find these other studios. I think with the announced, uh, the announced purchase of Activision by Microsoft... It has kind of opened the door to the conversation, well, we don't want Call of Duty to be an exclusive game. We want that on our platform as well. Oh, we're going to buy Bungie. But in a show of good faith, we do not want Bungie games uh, to be exclusive either. And so we want them to remain multi-platform. So we could be, by these acquisitions, unwittingly be entering into an age where all games are for all gamers. And I, I think that is just that is just really neat. Uh, okay, so the article goes on. We've had a strong partnership with Bungie since the inception of the Destiny franchise, and I couldn't be more thrilled to officially welcome the studio to the PlayStation family, says PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan. This is an important step in our strategy to expand the reach of PlayStation to a much wider audience. We understand how vital Bungie's community is to the studio and look forward to supporting them as they remain independent and continue to grow. Like Bungie, our community is core to PlayStation's DNA, and our shared passion for the gamer and building the best place to play will now evolve even further. Uh, and then the Bungie CEO, Pete Parsons, said, quote, both Bungie and Sony Interactive Entertainment... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to take a minute to understand that acronym. It's S-I-E, Sony Interactive Entertainment, believe that the game worlds are only the beginning of what our IP will become. Our original universes have immense potential, and with Sony Interactive Entertainment's support, we will propel Bungie into becoming a global multimedia entertainment company dedicated to delivering on our creative vision. Uh, so they... They just put out a DLC, or no, it's coming out soon. The Witch Queen, which is already uh, doing bozo, <laughs> bozo presale numbers. Uh, so Destiny's very popular. Bungie's very popular. Of course, the original publishers behind the Halo franchise. Now we've got 343, who I think at this point with Halo Infinite have done an incredible job living up to the legacy that Bungie first established. It's a, it's a, a one, what are, what did we just say? In one of our recent episodes, we talked about Bungie being just reaching its 30th anniversary or something along those lines. Anyway, I'm very excited about uh, this news. I'm also very nervous about this news because, you know, just as we got the Activision news, everybody was already talking Monopoly, Monopoly, Monopoly. Oh no, Microsoft is turning into Monopoly. And then the other folks on the other side of the conversation were saying, no, 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 no. Microsoft can't be a Monopoly because there are these other big competitors like Sony and like Tencent. 
And so it'll be interesting to see one. I mean, this isn't as big of a purchase. This is, you know, 3.6 billion. Is that what we said? 3.6 billion for essentially a single IP. Like they don't own the rights to Halo. So they've got essentially Destiny and that's, and that's it. Well, as Activision being the, the powerhouse publisher that they are, they have all different kinds of licenses under them. So it's, it's demonstrably, objectively, not as big of a purchase as the Activision deal. But are we going to get those same kinds of comments about Sony becoming a monopoly or more of a monopoly than, than it has been? It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out uh, throughout the week. My show precedes one of my favorite gaming podcasts of the week that that comes out on Friday. So these are all my hot takes, and I'd be very excited to hear from them what they have to say about it. And then also, I'd be very excited to hear from you. You, the listener, the fine people that listen to Culture Jack, the podcast, that tune in every week, or maybe it's your first time over. If it is your first time, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Say, hey, Dustin, maybe you could stop advertising for your own goddamn podcast in the middle of your podcast. It would it would help keep the immersion <laughs> if you only talked about video game news and the video game industry. And then I would say to you, I would say, well, I can't do that because I was supposed to do this at the beginning of my episode. I was supposed to talk about leaving a review and leaving a comment over on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages, or, or going over to Beams and joining my community over there, or, you know, subscribing and following the podcast. I was supposed to say that at the beginning, but because dear listener, I did not say that at the beginning. And I only remember just now, I am excited to hear what you have to say about this acquisition or what you have to say about the Microsoft acquisition of Activision, or if you have any, any thoughts about the Zynga acquisition by Take-Two Interactive. Or hell, let's go all the way back to Mojang. You, we could talk about Amazon's takeover of MGM. Whatever the whatever the hell you want to talk about. I mean, it's your comment. Leave it. Leave it below. Just don't say anything too mean or rude to me because I'm very sensitive and I'll probably cry. And then Anthony and his podcast will have to talk about, God, I had to listen to Dustin. He called me on the phone and he was just crying for two hours straight as I was trying to get my work done and do my podcasts and study for my school. Uh, I just had to listen to a weeping, bellyaching Dustin. So don't be so mean. That's that's right. If this is your first time here, you're like, who is Anthony? Anthony's my co-host. He does an episode every Sunday and every Monday. He's got the Weekend Wire and Monday Madness. So tune into those. I've got more than one show, too. i got a show tomorrow. <clears throat> anyway, we're getting distracted. we got to be talking about the news. So like I said, pretty light on the news aside from this big acquisition announcement. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus gets high praise in Japanese media uh this is previews. This was a story from the 21st of January, which um, I have since seen the game played. I have since seen the game played on uh, several different videos on like TikTok and YouTube and stuff. My wife bought Pokemon Arceus and it's, <laughs> it's really funny because this is a game. This is a Pokemon game that I have been waiting for. I've been waiting on this Pokemon game for probably 10 years. There has not been a Pokemon uh, that has recaptured my imagination like that original Pokemon red and was it red and blue must've been red and blue. Yeah. Because it was a, a Charmander squirtle dynamic. Did they have a green one as well? No, maybe not yellow. No yellow was after that. 
Yeah, like Pokemon Red and Blue. The first one that came out. The one that I can't remember the name of. You know, the one that I'm so entranced with. The, so, <laughs> the one that holds a very special place in my memory and in my heart. This one looks amazing. And it's been one that I've wanted for a long time. I have been tricked. I have bought all of the all of the other Pokemons. I think I, I missed the one right before this. But I have bought the Sun and the Moons. I bought the Swords and the Shields. And every time I, I, I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed in myself. I mean, not just in generally, uh, in general, in generally, I'm not just disappointed in myself in general, but I'm disappointed in myself that I, I fell for it again. Game Freak got me again, and I thought this was going to be the open world Pokemon game of my dreams. This was going to be the one. And not, not too bad, but Sword and Shield did kind of an open world thing, which I think lent itself a, a lot to this game. But I've watched a lot of gameplay of Arceus so far, and it is incredible looking. It looks like the reimagining of Pokemon, like the reimagining of The Legend of Zelda that Breath of the Wild was. And I did not buy it away. Right away, as promised. I've I've waited, and I think I think they've got my money. I think they're going to uh, I think they're gonna gonna have me have me buy it. Okay, other news: Elden Ring Taipei Game Show preview showcases new gameplay. When is that supposed to come out? That's coming out very soon. I believe it's like February twelfth. Uh, Microsoft and Bungie uh, were in acquisition talks before the Sony deal, so they were in acquisition talks as far back as twenty twenty, but they couldn't come to an agreement. I believe. If I remember in this article, actually, let me find it here. It is, yeah, they they were they were talking about a two billion dollar price tag, uh, but Bungie still, just like the Sony deal, wanted to retain their independence, and Microsoft balked at the idea. They said, "No, we don't want to have you have you be independent there," and it seems like it's all it's all turning. Turning out into Microsoft's favor anyway, because it feels like this Game Pass on on PlayStation, this Game Pass on Nintendo is all but inevitable. That's just what it feels like to me. If you're not getting that same feeling, let me know. Let's talk about it. Let's argue about it. Let's do something that we that that no one has done on the internet before, and let's argue about a thing. Let's have some strong, deeply held beliefs and opinions that we are unwavering on, that we will not bend, we will not break, and we will not falter in what we believe being right and what you believe being wrong. Let's do that on the internet for the very first time. I think it'll be huge. I think it'll be a good, <laughs> I think it'll be a good time. Uh, so yeah, Microsoft wanted Bungie. They wanted Bungie back. Wouldn't that be something though? I mean, let's just, let's just parlay that out into a, into a thought all on its own. Had Microsoft gotten Bungie back, Microsoft all of a sudden has the original creators of Halo back and working alongside 343 Studios, another developer within Microsoft's entourage, they develop the next Halo. Maybe it's Halo Infinite, maybe it's Halo 6, whatever whatever they decide to do. Mm. Can you imagine the fanfare on that game? I mean, it'll never happen now because they're owned by Sony, but... PlayStation will, quote, expand beyond its historic console heartland, says Jim Ryan, the PlayStation CEO. Um, this article 
says, well, Microsoft has taken an increasingly platform agnostic approach in recent years, i.e. moving things onto Game Pass, into the cloud, into different ways to play games. Um, according to PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan, it is a hint in the direction Sony is headed in. In his blog post published yesterday, and this article was from the uh, 2nd of February, uh, according to PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan, Bungie's successful track record in multi-format publishing and live gaming services will assist us in realizing our ambitions to take PlayStation beyond the console and increase our potential audience. Um, he also says, quote, I've been on record talking about increasing the size of the PlayStation community and expanding beyond our historic console heartland. Quote, this can take many forms, and definitely one of the main ones is the ability for the wonderful games that we've been making over the past 25 years to be enjoyed in different places and played in different ways. We are starting to go multi-platform. You've seen that. Philosophically, this isn't about uh, pulling things into the PlayStation world. It's about building huge and wonderful new worlds together. And <laughs> I've been saying it. I've been saying it that the mobile gaming space is where Microsoft and and Sony are headed. And the, I mean, this all but confirms it. Come on, guys. You know you're coming here to get, get the great news, but you're also coming here to get the foresight of a gamer that has been playing video games for the last 30 years of his life. I knew it, Dad. I knew I didn't waste that time. I did not waste my time gaming because now I can take these these children by the hand and shepherd them into the light of a new gaming future. I can show them the way. <laughs> and in the words of uh, the Mandalorian, this is the way. Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, has over 1 million pre-orders. Like I said, hugely popular DLC. And I don't, I'm, like, I'm not familiar with how well DLCs sell. I only really ever pay attention to the base game. And I know a lot of those base game uh, sales can be taken into account because of a new DLC that's come out that has maybe reinvigorated the um, the install base of the game or maybe brought new consumers of that game to the game. But I, it's just not something that I am hugely uh, really up on. PlayStation Discord integration is beginning to roll out across the globe starting now. So last year, PlayStation announced that it would be entering a partnership agreement with communications platform Discord to bring the two experiences, quote, closer on console and mobile. After an extended period of silence, the integration between the services was spotted on Discord's backend. Now, Sony and Discord have confirmed that Discord will gradually start to roll out to PlayStation users across the U.S. and other countries soon. As announced in a recent Discord blog post update, uh, players... <laughs> Whoa, I think my brain just turned off there for a second. I apologize. That was terrible. Players will now be able to link their PlayStation Network accounts to Discord, and which they will in turn show their friends what games they are currently playing on either PlayStation 4 or 5 and multiple privacy settings as well. Okay, and then this is that Sony story. You know the one. We've been talking about it all episode. I'm sure everyone else is talking about it. And this one, actually, <laughs> it's funny because I didn't even know about this. I have been I have been unplugged for the last several days. And Anthony actually sent me a text message. He was like, yo, have you seen this? 
And I said, no, I have not. God bless you, sir. I'm sure I would probably have run across it before my show today, but I'm glad that, that I definitely made, you know, he looks out for me. Like I said, when I am in a sad state, I'll call him up and he will console me and he'll tell me what a big baby I am, but that I'm a good baby. And then he will send me news bits like this that I can then share with you, share with you guys. Okay. Jeff Keeley. You know the guy, the Summer Games Fest guy, the guy that we're going to be hearing a lot of here in just a few months. He says that this isn't it. He says that, yeah, you know, Activision Blizzard, $68.7 billion. Uh, Take Two, Zynga, $12.7 billion. Bungie, $3.6 billion. He said this isn't the end. He has a uh, a tweet where where he says... That from what he's heard, quote, multiple people or from multiple people, there are a few other big video game deals in the final stages of negotiation. What could those be, I wonder? And it's it's interesting because there's another article that we're going to talk about in just a minute that Bungie seemed to be embroiled in a lot of the same the same kind of HR nightmare that Activision Blizzard was embroiled in before their announcement of acquisition before they were bought. And so maybe a good indicator on a studio's impending acquisition by another giant gaming corporation could be the amount of bullshit that they tolerated in terms of sexual harassment or assault or otherwise, you know, PR nightmares like these two companies were going through which I didn't, I didn't even have any clue about Bungie. And maybe I just hadn't been paying attention or maybe it, it was, it was kind of, kind of swept under the rug when all the Activision Blizzard stuff was going on. And maybe that's why I didn't, didn't see it or didn't see it as pronounced as the Activision Blizzard stuff. Ghostwire Tokyo, there are leaked preview details, including a March 24th release date. And so again, that is the, Shit, Ghostwire Tokyo, I believe that is a Bethesda game, right? Or is that Square Enix? No, I think it's a Bethesda game because Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop were the PlayStation timed exclusives from Bethesda that after Bethesda was bought, those contracts still had to be honored. So Ghostwire Tokyo is the exclusive, the timed exclusive for PlayStation that they're going to get, which I'm very jealous, apparently here in a couple months that maybe we will see on Game Pass in maybe a couple years. I I mean, if that's the case. Oh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, Apex Legends Mobile, a soft launch, is coming soon. So says Respawn. And that is in a select countries with pre-registrations now open. So I've never been a fan of mobile gaming. Like I said last week, that that Rocket League Sideswipe is a hell of a game, super fun, but because the controls are very simple. When you have to do as many inputs in a game like in Apex Legends, or like if you had, had used a classic Rocket League design in Rocket League on mobile, there's too many game inputs to have that be a intuitive and successful game on mobile. I feel that's just how I feel. But I know Fortnite has found great success on mobile. I know Call of Duty has found great success on mobile. I know PUBG has a thriving mobile community as well. And so there's no reason that Apex Legends can't have the same. And please, please, in cross-platform play, 
when I'm playing on my Xbox, don't let me come up against a sweaty PC gamer who can and zero in with his mouse and spin around on a dime. Don't let me come across them. Let me come across someone who is fumbling with sweaty Cheeto hands on their Apple or Android device. Please, please, please. Like, I'm not doing good in that game right now, which I have picked picked back up again. And it's, incred- it's incredibly fun. Uh, Jim Ryan. Okay, so here it is, the Bungie workplace culture thing. Jim Ryan says, quote, this is an area that Sony takes incredibly seriously. Uh, he said, quote, we hold ourselves to extremely high standards throughout the organization and with the businesses we partner. This is something that I have been incredibly sensitive to right from the start of the conversations. And I have been nothing but impressed. And I have nothing but the highest praise for the way that Bungie organizes and conducts itself. There are a number of areas that Sony can learn from Bungie. Philanthropy is a cornerstone value. And I think that speaks to everything. So Parsons said, uh, remember Parsons is the CEO for Bungie. He said that uh, Bungie and Sony have been transparent with each other in regards to what Bungie is doing and that they are continuing to learn, build, and grow. He said, quote, we've been incredibly transparent with each other and with and with that we're doing, well, sorry, let me try that whole thing again, <laughs> but let me try it uh, without slamming my nutsack in a toilet seat like I just did. That That's not a good analogy. What the hell is going on today? You know what? It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. I'm getting a little lackadaisical and I need to focus up because, we, yeah, we made it past hump day, but we are not at the weekend yet. Focus up or Culture Jack Corporate's going to come down on you. And not to mention that last remark, that's got HR written all over it anyway. All right, let me try again. So what Parsons said, quote, we've been incredibly transparent with each other. Nope, that's not it again. Oh my gosh, let me try one more time. Do you guys ever see that character on Mad TV, Stuart? Oh my God, I don't want to go. I don't, look what I can do. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> take three, snap. Quote, we've been incredibly transparent with each other with that. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of this out either. This is all going into the podcast. You're getting, you're getting uh, Dustin raw today. That doesn't sound right. Okay, here we go again. And quote, we've been incredibly transparent with each other, with what we're doing and the challenges we face. Oh, I'm so good at this podcast thing. We are a 30-year-old company and we're continuing to learn, build, and grow. I am extremely proud of the work that we are doing to create a thriving, inclusive environment for people. And we're going to continue to do that. And we will build, learn, and grow. And I think we have a lot to learn from Sony. So where is it? The uh, the charges. So Bungie was accused of having a toxic work culture by 26 current and former employees of the company. Uh, and that was reported by IGN. A uh, lot of different things. Sexism, racism. Um, dismissing key members that had been accused of uh, abusing employees. Okay, so they did do something about it. Uh, so anyway... There's that video game, video game culture, which it sounds like it's changing and it's becoming more corporate, which is good to maybe address these issues, but maybe not so good because it could be a monopoly and it could spell the into a diverse array of games, the, the likes that we have never seen before. And we'll only have two or three games as a service for the rest of our lives. That's not true. I don't know what could happen. 
it could it's anybody's guess. PlayStation 5 lifetime shipments uh, are over 17.2 million and Microsoft's Xbox just described that they had just reached an 11 million milestone. So they're still uh, quite a quite a good way ahead of Xbox for this generation. But we'll see. I mean, it's really uh, it's really about the chip shortages at this point. Whoever can get the most consoles manufactured gets the most consoles sold because they're all selling out almost immediately. Though there are times where you'll see Xbox consoles on the shelves for a little bit longer. PlayStation consoles do still seem to be harder to get. And a lot of that, a lot of that seems like a manufactured shortage. It feels like a manufactured scarcity that's just getting us to buy these consoles because we don't think we're going to be able to get a hold of them because we don't think we're going to be able to get the console when we want it. Anyway, congratulations, Sony, on your on your milestone. EA is not focusing its efforts on NFTs, CEO Andrew Wilson says. So there's been a lot of talk about NFTs within the gaming marketplace. Square Enix talked about it. Ubisoft talked about it. Microsoft talked about it. Um, who else talked about it? I mean, there were, there were a few Ubisoft. Anyway, regardless, it's kind of refreshing because one, the real world practical application of NFTs in games is troubling because there are a lot of children that play games. There are a lot of tax implications when it comes to bringing moneyed services into uh, a digital experience like a game. And so that all of that is very uh, concerning, but even more so than that is at this point, NFTs in games are really not much more than a buzzword for investors. It's not much more than saying, oh yeah, we've got an NFT plan. Do you, do you have an NFT plan over there? I'm sure you have a NFT plan. If you don't have anything to do with NFTs, well, our, our you know number go up technology isn't going to work as well. So it's kind of refreshing to see one of these CEOs come out and say, you know, we're not doing anything with NFTs right now. And I'm sure there will come a time when they find, they work out all the kinks with NFTs and find it to be another money-making, <laughs> money-making scheme within the gaming world, just like paid DLC is, just like skins, just like pay-to-win game mechanics are. Because if we found anything out about, about the gaming industry as a whole, is they will figure out a way to make money. And some people have said, well, once NFTs come into the gaming space, they will take out some of those like predatory loot box experiences and those pay to win experiences. And I agree. I can't remember who said it. Good Lord. But someone said that, uh, they're not going to replace one way that they are making money with another way to make money. They're just going to now have two ways to make money for them in the games. And I, I agree with that take. Sony will release 10 live service games for PlayStation 5 by March 2026. And if you've been listening to me, you know my stance on a live service game. And just a rem as a reminder, those are games like Destiny, like The Avengers. Those are games that just go on and on. A Fortnite-style game, an Apex Legends-style game, where there are seasons and there are battle passes and there are skins. And they are just a constant money machine to milk the, milk the credit cards of your parents' wallets into their coffers, essentially. So this isn't exciting news to me. I am not excited by this announcement, but it's there it is. So there you have it. 
Fortnite might be doing an Uncharted crossover soon. That's the rumor that there is. And Fortnite has been really good. So you could almost you could almost plan Fortnite's DLC skin packs and, and themes based around upcoming big movie releases. And Uncharted undoubtedly is one of those upcoming uh, big movie releases. So I've been playing a little bit more Fortnite. And I, I oftentimes, not oftentimes, almost consistently, I have found a skin that's like a pug in like tactical gear. He's like an anthropomorphic, you know, human person with like a pug face, but he's got like tactical gear and like a sweatshirt and stuff. And I've been playing as this pug for probably the better part of two years. Well, recently I found a, a skin in the item shop, which I bought and I've talked about value proposition of games before. You know, if you spend $1 on every hour of a game that you played, that game is probably worth it. And that's not my value proposition that I think originally was coined by Boogie2998 on YouTube. Uh, so I can't take credit for that. But I, I agree with it. And I think that is a good value proposition for a game. And I've spent hundreds of hours in Fortnite with my family, with my friends, even though it's not my favorite game. There's something colorful and vibrant and just always updated about it that brings me back to it. And this could speak to a psychological pull that the game has on me. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right. But it is a testament as to why PlayStation 5 is uh, announcing six new games as a service or uh, live service games by, by March 2026. Not six, ten. And new games, man, you know, people only have so much money, <laughs> um, but they're going to, they're going to get all of it. They got to find the very last cent, I guess. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has reportedly been delayed to 2023. Now, outwardly, the, the public facing side of that game still says that it is coming when quarter three of 2022, but there are inside reports that say that it's going to be delayed until 2023. It does look like a good game. I loved Rocksteady's other games. The Arkham games are so amazing. Um, yeah, okay, that's the news. I did it. Holy cow, I went through it. It was a light news day. If you if you look back, I did a lot of editorializing in this episode. I realized that I gave a lot of my own opinion, which you're welcome. <laughs> well, that's why you tune in, right? If you wanted the news, you yourself could just go to GamingBolt.com. You could, you could read the articles. But by coming here, by coming to Culture Jacked, by coming to the news desk, you get my opinion as well, which isn't always a good opinion. I will be the first to admit, but you get it. And not to mention these gaming bolt articles, these headlines are not on an audio podcast as well. I mean, maybe they are, maybe, they, maybe, maybe gaming bolt does have an audio podcast. Holy shit. What if? I am the audio podcast for gamingbolt.com. What if I what if I call them and say, "Hey, you guys should put you guys should put this podcast on your homepage. I'll read out a bunch of your stories and then I'll shill for you and have people go read it." But between you and me, don't go read it. Just just stay here and listen. <laughs> stay here and listen to me talk about it. And then we can just, and not to mention, you can take this podcast on the go. So you cannot read these articles while you're driving in your vehicle, while you're working out in the gym. You should be listening to me. You should be listening to Anthony and our podcast. 
What is the other part of this show? I always do. Oh, yeah. Game releases. <laughs> I act like I was surprised by it, but I wasn't surprised. I knew that was holy, holy, holy Hannah. I got an alarm going off. Okay. I act like I was surprised. I wasn't surprised. I knew it was coming up the whole time. We just had Pokemon come out. That came out January 28th. Two days ago, the Life is Strange Remastered Collection came out. Uh, and then tomorrow, February 4th, we get Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Well, that's great. That's Oh, that's going to be a big game. I mean, you know, not just 500 hours long big, not just like multiple DLC expansions big, but that's going to probably be a game of the year contender for... I don't know, the people that play it. And that's coming out on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, the PCs, and Nintendo Switch, well, to be determined. Like I said, uh, last week it's coming quarter two or quarter three. Then we've got some games coming up February 7th through the 13th. On February 8th for PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox uh, One and Series, PC and Nintendo Switch, we have Ollie Ollie World which is a skateboarding game. Looks like it's got a really cool art feel to it. Then we've got Sifu. If you haven't heard anything about Sifu, I, I would love for you to go to YouTube. I highly recommend you go to YouTube and search a trailer for Sifu. S-I-F-U. It is like a kung fu game, but every time you die, your character gets older. And obviously, you have now more experience in the fighting aspects of the game. And so you're a better fighter. And so by the end of the game, if it works out that you have died a bunch of times, you are now this wizened, old, white-haired kung fu master. And it looks absolutely, uh, I, I was going to say stunning. I was going to say gorgeous. But it's graphically, it's not that impressive. The fighting mechanics look really cool. The aging mechanic looks really cool. But it's not something to write home about in terms of the art, really. I'm very interested to see what people think about this game when it finally comes out, though there's a lot of preview reactions online, and they are all very gushing reactions as well. That's on PlayStation 4 and 5 and on PC on February 8th. Then we get Crossfire X. I didn't realize this is coming out so soon. On February 10th, that's a Xbox exclusive, and... Yeah, it's a first-person shooter game. Interesting. I didn't know that was coming out so damn soon. Most likely, if it is an Xbox exclusive, it will be an Xbox Game Pass release, so I will give it a shot, and I will let you know what I think about it. And then, uh, finally, we've got on February 11th, Lost Ark coming to PC. It's a PC exclusive, and it's an MMORPG. I think I've seen some screenshots on that. And it looks really interesting. It looks really cool. Hey, have you heard that Culture Jack's on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? We are at Culture Jack. You can find us there. You can. I've actually been doing a little more stuff on TikTok lately, which, I mean, isn't impressive. There's a, a, a million and a half teenagers that are on this app all the time doing stuff. So it's not like I'm doing something. And not to undermine you know, a teenager's capability. They've got a younger, fresher mind. There's more electricity coursing through their their brain meat. However, I've been doing some stuff. And I say stuff, but there's only like two videos. You can go find me on on TikTok as well. There's a there's a link 
that we have in each one of these descriptions that has all of our social media stuff. That's got all of the different podcast platforms that we're on. And we've got other episodes of the podcast too. Like I said, Thursdays here, we talk about video game news. Friday, I talk about whatever the hell I want. On Saturday, we review a movie or a show. And then on Sunday, Anthony talks about movie news. And then on Monday, he gets to talk about whatever the hell he wants. We're we're at five episodes every week. And this weekend, you should actually look forward to it. On, on Saturday, Anthony has done the OTE recap on Spider-Man No Way Home. A wonderful film. I can't remember if I've talked about it on this podcast or not. Ah, so good. I love the multiverse. And Multiverse of Madness is coming up. Is that in May? That must be coming in May. So we're three months away from Multiverse of Madness, baby. I can't wait. I'm very excited. Anyway, if you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review. It would be hugely helpful to us to let the algorithm know that you want more of these things. It would be hugely helpful uh, uh, to us if you left a review to let other humans know, like, hey, I enjoyed this thing. You should listen to this thing. Give this thing a try. And if you can, you know, leave us a thumbs up where you can, a heart where you can, a smiling emoji somewhere else. Subscribe, follow, tweet, retweet, comment, all, (laughs) all of those things. Oh, I forgot. We've also got an email. Like if you want to write us a strongly worded email, you can do that at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com as well. Like that's a good time. I feel like there's no one listening at this point. Like if I've gotten to this point in the podcast, I have spent probably the last two minutes alone talking talking about where you can find Culture Jack when you've already found us. There's nothing else you need to do. I think tomorrow I might talk about Super Bowl trailers, like not commercials because yeah, there's people that love commercials uh, with Super Bowl. I used to like the commercials aren't as good anymore, really, but the trailers, we've gotten some big drops, trailer, uh, big trailer drops historically during the Super Bowl. So maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know what I'll talk about. There's only one way you can find out and that's to tune in. Well, I mean, technically you don't have to tune in. You could just, you know, read the title of the podcast episode because most most likely I've been at least descriptive enough that you can know what I'm talking about. Hey, Sony's buying Bungie, man. $3.6 billion. That's it for the news and we'll see you next week.